Last week then we began with the statement of Al-Imam Al-Tahawi وَالرُّؤْيَةُ حَقٌّ لِأَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ بِغَيْرِ إِحَاطَةٍ وَلَا كَيْفِيَّةِ كَمَا نَطَقَ بِهِ كِتَابُ رَبِّنَا وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةِ إِلَى رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةِ Al-Imam Al-Tahawi had begun speaking about this point of aqidah that seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is something which is absolute evidenced, proven, true that the believers will see their Lord in paradise without encompassing with their vision the seeing of Allah and without us mentioning the details of how, but as Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, on that day the faces shall be radiant, bright, وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ They will be bright and glowing, looking at their Lord. So we know from the aqeedah of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah that the believers will see their Lord in paradise. The believers will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in paradise. He had mentioned Al-Mukhalif فِي الرُّؤْيَةِ الْجَهْمِيَّةِ وَالْمُعْتَزِلَةِ وَمَنْ تَبِعَهُمْ مِنَ الْخَوَارِجِ وَالْإِمَامِيَّةِ وَقَوْلُهُمْ بَاطِلْ مَرْدُودٍ بِالْكِتَابِ وَالسُّنَّةِ وَقَدْ قَالَ بِثُبُوتِ الرُّؤْيَةِ الصَّحَابَةُ وَالتَّابِعُونَ وَأَئِمَّةُ الْإِسْلَامِ الْمَعْرُوفُونَ بِالْإِمَامَةِ فِي الدِّينِ وَأَهْلُ الْحَدِيثِ وَسَائِرُ طَوَائِفِ أَهْلِ الْكَلَامِ الْمَنْصُوبُونَ إِلَى السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعِ He says that there are some from the people of deviation who have opposed أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ in this regard of seeing Allah, the Jahmiyyah, the Mu'tazilah, and those upon their way, the Khawarij, the Imamiyyah, they have rejected seeing Allah. However, their rejection, it is not given consideration. Their rejection is not given consideration. Their statement is refuted. Their statement is refuted by what is in the Quran and the Sunnah. And the Sahaba, the Tabi'un, the great scholars of Islam, the scholars of Hadith, everyone is agreed upon 
this aqeedah that we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter. وَهَذِهِ الْمَسْأَلَةِ مِنْ أَشْرَفِ مَسَائِلِ أُصُولِ الدِّينِ وَأَجَلِّهَا وَهِيَ الْغَايَةُ الَّتِي شَمَّرَ إِلَيْهَا الْمُشَمِّرُونَ وَتَنَافَسَ فِيهَا الْمُتَنَافِسُونَ وَحُرِمَهَا الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ رَبِّهِمْ مَحْجُوبُونَ وَعَنْ بَابِهِ مَطْرُودُونَ Ibn Abil Izzah al-Hanafi يقول that this is one of the greatest affairs and greatest principles of the religion. One of the greatest things in the religion, the objective that everybody is striving for, to be able to see their Lord, to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to see their Lord in the hereafter. وَقَدْ ذَكَرَ الشَّيْخُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ يَعْنِيَ لِمَّا الطَّحَاوِي مِنَ الْأَدِلَّةِ قَوْلَهُ تَعَالَى and so from the evidences that we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter, قوله تعالى وجوه يومئذ ناظرة إلى ربها ناظرة That faces on that day, they shall be radiant and bright looking at their Lord their faces shall be bright and radiant, bright and radiant, looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهِيَ مِنْ أَظْهَرِ الْأَدِلَّةِ And that is from the most apparent and obvious of evidences, from the most apparent and obvious of the evidences, that the people will be bright and radiant, their faces looking at their Lord. وَأَمَّا مَنْ أَبَى إِلَّا تَحْرِيفَهَا بِمَا يُسَمِّهِ تَأْوِيلًا فَتَأْوِيلُ نُصُوصِ الْمَعَادِ وَالْجَنَّ وَالنَّارُ الْحِسَابِ أَسْهَلْ مِنْ تَأْوِيلِهَا عَلَى أَرْبَابِ التَّأْوِيلِ وَلَا يَشَاءُ مُبْطِلٌ أَنْ يَتَأَوَّلِ النُّصُوصِ وَيَحَرِّفُهَا عَنْ مَوَاضِعِهَا إِلَّا وَجَدَ إِلَى ذَلِكَ مِنَ السَّبِيلِ مَا وَجَدَهُ مُتَأَوِّلْ هَذِهِ النُّصُوصِ So, there are people of course, the Shaykh says, Al-Imam Ibn Abil-Izz al-Hanafi, that they will always try to distort the texts, even though they are clear as they are, there are people who will always try to distort and change the texts to try and misinterpret them so they don't have to affirm the correct aqidah. But this is a clear evidence which is apparent in its meaning that on that day the people will be looking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then there are other evidences, we briefly mentioned them last week also. The ayah in the Qur'an, Surah Qaf, number 35, لَهُمْ مَا يَشَاءُونَ فِيهَا وَلَدَيْنَا مَزِيدًا That they will have whatever they want in paradise. The people who enter paradise, Allah says they will have whatever they want in paradise. وَلَدَيْنَا مَزِيدًا But we have for them an addition, and even extra on top of everything they want. 
everything they want they'll have. But then on top of that, there is an addition, an extra for them still. قال الطبري الإمام الطبري المفسر قال علي بن أبي طالب وأنس بن مالك رضي الله عنهما هو يعني المزيد هذا هو النظر إلى وجه الله عز وجل صحابة like علي بن أبي طالب and أنس بن مالك they said the meaning of this ayah that the people of paradise will have everything they want and we will have more and extra for them. Ali ibn Abi Talib and Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhumah said, the extra means that Allah will allow you to see him. Seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that extra and that is the tafsir of this ayah from the sahaba. Aydan, qawluhu ta'ala, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا Those who were righteous and good and pious, the mu'minun, al-muttaqun, they will have al-husna, يعني الجنة. For those who did goodness and righteousness upon iman, for them is paradise, Allah says. But then on top, وَزِيَادَةِ and even more than that. What could be even more than getting paradise? What could be even more than getting paradise? That is a ziyadah. Hiya an-nazaru ila wajhihi al-kareem. It is to be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fassaraha bithalika Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The messenger himself gave the tafsir of this ayah that it means to be able to see Allah. Kama rawa Muslimun fi Sahihah. The hadith is mentioned by Al Imam Muslim in Sahih Al Imam Muslim. An Suhaib qal qara Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited. لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةِ Those who do the righteousness for them is paradise and more. قال, and then he said, إِذَا دَخَلَ أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ الْجَنَّةِ وَأَهْلُ النَّارِ النَّارِ When the people of paradise have entered paradise, and the people of hellfire have entered hellfire, نَادَى مُنَادٍ A caller will call out, Ya أهل الجنة O people of paradise إِنَّ لَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مَوْعِدًا Indeed you have an appointed time with Allah وَيُرِيدْ أَنْ يُنْجِزَكُمُوهُ And that he will fulfill for you therein فَيَقُولُونَ مَا هُوَ They will say what is that? What is there to be fulfilled and given to us now? أَلَمْ يُثَقِّلْ مَوَازِينَنَا Has Allah not made our weighing skills heavy? وَيُبَيِّضُ وُجُوهَنَا Meaning heavy with the good deeds. وَيُبَيِّضُ وُجُوهَنَا And made our faces enlightened white. وَيُدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةِ And He has entered us into paradise. وَيُجِرْنَا مِنَ النَّارِ 
and he has saved us from the fire. So what more could there be after all of this? They say, then fayakshiful hijab. The veil is then removed. Fayanluruna ilayh. So then they look towards him to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَمَا أَعْطَاهُمْ شَيْئًا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّظَرِ إِلَيْهِ وَهِيَ الزِّيَادَةِ So then they have not been given anything more beloved to them than seeing Allah. That will be the most beloved thing to them that they are given in paradise. To be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet ﷺ said, وَهِيَ الزِّيَادَةِ That is the extra that you will be given. That is the extra that is mentioned in the ayah. وَكَذَلِكَ فَسَّرَهَا الصَّحَابَةُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ Many of the Sahaba, many of the Sahaba also gave this exact same speech, this tafsir, this explanation, telling the people that this extra, it is to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from what they had learned from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So now you see these evidences are building up clear with the Prophet sallallahu in his own tafsir of that ayah, mentioned in the authentic narration in Sahih Muslim. That it means the believers will be able to see Allah. Then, قال تعالى, another evidence, كَلَّا إِنَّهُمْ عَرَّبِّهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ That indeed, they, meaning the wrongdoers, will be veiled from seeing their Lord on that day. They will be veiled from Allah. But how is that an evidence that we will see Allah when actually it is saying the opposite? It is saying those wrongdoers will be veiled from Allah. Ihtajja Shafi'i rahimahullah wa ghayruh min al-a'imma bihadihi al-ayah عَلَى الرُّؤْيَةِ لِأَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ الْإِمَامَ شَافِعِي and other scholars, they used this ayah to prove that the believers will see Allah in paradise. Even though the ayah is talking about the wrongdoers and how they'll be veiled from seeing Allah, الْإِمَامَ شَافِعِي and others used that evidence to prove that the believers will see Allah. كَلَّا إِنَّهُمْ عَنْ رَبِّهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ فَقَالَ الشَّافِعِيُّ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ لَمَّا أَنْ حُجِبَ هَؤُلَاءِ فِي السَّخْطِ كَانَ فِي هَذَا دَلِيلٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ أَوْلِيَاءَهُ يَرَوْنَهُ فِي الرِّضَاءِ الإمام شافعي said that this evidence it is showing you that these wrongdoers they were veiled as Allah's anger was upon them. Veiled upon the anger of Allah. They will not see Allah. But that then shows, 
It is an evidence that the believers, the righteous, the awliya of Allah will see him upon the pleasure of Allah. Allah is pleased with them, so they will see him. These ones, Allah is displeased with them, so they are veiled. The ones whom Allah is displeased with, they are veiled. Therefore, the ones whom Allah is pleased with are not veiled from seeing Allah. Because if the ones whom Allah is pleased with were also going to be veiled, then what superiority do they have over the wrongdoers who are veiled? Surely the believers have a superiority over these uh, wrongdoers and mushrikun, etc. Of course they do. If these wrongdoers are veiled, Allah's anger and displeasure is upon them, then the righteous ones, Allah's pleasure is upon them, and they will not be veiled. So they will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the Mu'tazila, a group from amongst the groups of innovation who rejected seeing Allah. They did not believe in seeing Allah. What's their evidence? Daliluhum. Qalu, aw dhakaru, qawlahu ta'ala, qala lan tarani. Al-A'raf, 143. Musa alayhi salam, he said to Allah, Rabbi arini anzur ilayk. Oh Allah, show me, let me see you. Musa alayhi salam, he mentions in the Quran. But then, what was the reply that he got from Allah? Qala lan tarani. Allah said, you will not see me. Musa alayhi salam requested to see Allah. The reply he got was, لَن تَرَانِي You will not see me. لَن in the Arabic language also, it is harfu nafi وَالْاسْتِقْبَالِ It is a negation into the future tense. Future tense negation. That you will not see me. Not that you will not see me right now, but it is future tense as well. You will not be seeing me. You will not be seeing me. Indicating future tense. You will not be seeing me. That's what it says. So the people of innovation use this ayah. And they say that this ayah is a proof that we cannot see Allah. Musa alayhi salam asked to see Allah. Allah said, لَن تَرَانِي You will not be seeing me. So then how do we explain that? How do we explain that? That was referring to that specific case of Musa alayhi salam. And also the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why was it referring to that specific case of Musa alayhi salam? What's made it specific? Because Musa alayhi salam said, I wouldn't see you. But Musa alayhi salam is superior to us. If he couldn't see him, then what chance have we got? Yeah, but what do we do with this evidence then? How do we explain this evidence? In this world, in this world, in this world, in this world, in 
That's true. There is evidence for that. So firstly, Lan Tarani. Lan in Arabic, Harfu Nafi, Wastiqbal. But, does it mean uh, uh, a word which indicates negation into the future tense? But does it mean future tense negation forever? Ila al-abad. Al-nafi ila al-abad am la? Lan. Harf. Lan. When you say lan in Arabic, does it mean never ever? Linguistically in Arabic. Does it mean never ever or does it just mean you will not be seeing me into the future tense but not forever, there will come a point. Which of the two does lan mean in Arabic? It's not for never. The scholars have mentioned like for example in Al-Fiyat ibn Malik. He mentions anybody who thinks lan means like we say in English never then they don't understand Arabic. Lan does not mean never, ever. Lan means future tense negation. You will not be seeing me. That indicates future tense. But it does not indicate the negation is continuous into the future tense forever into an infinite amount, meaning that it will never uh, be removed. So, you will not be seeing me means you're not going to be seeing me into the future tense, but to a limit. So where is that limit? Up until when are you not going to be seeing me? To the day of judgment. Proof? And then a hadith. Qawlun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Lan Lan Taraw Rabbakum Hatta Tamutu Hadith. You will not see your Lord until you die. Meaning until resurrection then happens and the afterlife happens. You will not be seeing your Lord until you die. This therefore shows in this world, in this existence, our aqidah is we cannot see Allah. But after the resurrection... After the resurrection, the bath, when everybody is resurrected, the afterlife, then our aqidah is we will see Allah. That is the correct aqidah. In this world, we can't see Allah. Musa alayhi salam asked and he was told, no. In this world, no. After the resurrection, when everybody in the afterlife is brought back, then in the afterlife it occurs that we will see Allah. That is the correct belief in seeing Allah. Some of the people of innovation, they go to extremes, al-ghulat, on this side, or uh, they have negligence and shortcoming on this side. Some of them, they say, we can see Allah in the hereafter, after life, and we can see Allah in this life too. Ahlul Bid'ah, some of them, like the Sufiya. They say we can see Allah now. And they say their Imams see Allah at night. And they believe their Imams, yani, they have reached a level where they are no longer accountable. 
to practicing the Sharia. هل يسع لأحد الخروج عن شريعة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم؟ Is it permissible for anybody to excuse themselves from practicing the Sharia? عند الصوفية نعم. Some of the Sufis they say yes. They say their imams are so big they don't have to practice the Sharia anymore. And they believe that imams speak to Allah. يعتقدون أنهم يتكلمون مع الله مباشرة. ينزل عليهم وحي من الله. They believe the revelation comes to them direct from Allah. They speak to Allah directly. The Sufis, some of them. So they believe you can see Allah now. They say that imams go to paradise at night and see Allah now. And then in the afterlife we'll see Allah too. Wrong. Musa salam was told no. And they believe their imams are higher than Musa salam. The other group of innovation, they say we cannot see Allah in this world. True. But then they say we cannot see Allah in afterlife either. So they go to exaggeration on saying we cannot see Allah at all. They say here afterlife we can't see Allah. This side of the innovators were saying no, no, we can see Allah in the afterlife, which is true. But then they also start saying we can see Allah in this world too. Wrong. Manamat. They have dreams and things, that's it. Nothing else. They don't have evidence. The Sufiya who believe that they can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now, and Allah speaks to them now. These are just dreams that they have. There is no evidence for this. There is no evidence for seeing Allah now in this world. The Sufiya ma'andum adilla aslan for anything. The Sufis and their likes, they don't have proofs and evidences for their aqidah and what they say in the first place. It's all about the, the dreams and the revelation coming to their imams and these types of things. So they don't have proof for that. These ones who say we can't see Allah, these are their proofs. The ones who say we can't see Allah ever, they use this, lantarani. But lantarani, is it proof for them? No, because lan does not mean never. Only in this world. Another proof they have, لا تدركه الأبصار. The ayah in Surah Al-An'am 103, لا تدركه الأبصار. That the eyesights of the people, the eyesights of the people is not able to encompass seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La tudrikuhu al-abisar. The eyesights of the people cannot encompass seeing Allah. So again they say, there you go, proof that we can't see Allah. Allah tells you in the Quran, your eyesight cannot encompass seeing Allah. Cannot encompass the vision of Allah. So now, how do you refute that? What do we say? La tudriku al-abasar, they say. So, the statement's correct though. Hmm? The statement's correct because we can never encompass Allah. Hmm? In this life. In this life. Hatta fil akhirah. La tudriku al-abasar. Yeah, we'll see Allah. We'll be able to comprehend Him fully. There are two things. There is idraq and there is ru'ya. Two things. There is seeing something. And there is comprehending something. 
الرؤيا شيء والإدراك شيء Seeing something is one thing, comprehending the reality of it is something else. So for example, the scholars say, when you look at the moon, for example, you can see the moon. The ru'ya, yes, you can see the moon. But idrak, when you see the moon, do you know how many miles big it is? By looking at it. How heavy it is? By looking at it. How far it is from the earth by just looking and guessing. So you can see the moon, but the details, التفاصيل, can you do that by just looking at the moon? So the ru'ya is there, but idrak, no. So seeing something is one thing, comprehending its details and the reality and encompassing is another thing. In order... For you to comprehend something, al-idrak, la budda an yasbiqahu, al-ru'ya. For you to be able to comprehend something, then obviously you have to be able to see it first. If I said to you now, for example, explain to me the details of my phone. How much memory does it have? What color is it? Give me the details of my phone. Right now, you can't even see it. It's behind the cover. You can't even see what phone it is. How are you supposed to get anywhere near comprehension of what it is, of what memory it has, what... The details, you, it's impossible. You can't even see it. How are you going to know about the comprehension of it, of what it is and details and, and storage and everything else when you can't even see it? So it wouldn't really make sense for me to say... Tell me about my phone and what color it is and what storage it has and everything else. And I've got it covered in the cover. You can't even see it yet. My question doesn't really make much sense. Then why am I asking you about your comprehension about my phone when I'm not even showing you what it is? Obviously, you're not going to have any comprehension of it then. So for me to ask you that question or for me to negate it even, for me to say there's no way you would ever be able to guess the details of my phone. There's no way you'd be able to know the details of my phone. If I don't show you in the first place, then obviously you can't. So I've got to show you, then when you see it, now the challenge is there. That no way you're going to be able to guess. Go on and guess. How much is it there? You can see it now. So now it's there, whether you can comprehend or not. But if I don't show you in the first place, obviously you can't comprehend. So, when Allah says, La tudrikuhu al-absar, eyesights will not be able to comprehend him. If we were not going to be able to see Allah in the first place, then obviously we're not going to comprehend him. So then why would Allah tell us you're not going to be able to comprehend him? Allah could just say you're not going to see him. Why go on to the issue of comprehension if we're not going to see Allah in the first place? This means that it proves we are going to see Allah. That's why Allah is telling us that when you see Him, you will not though be able to comprehend Him. Everybody understand how that works? If we weren't going to be able to see Him in the first place, then there'd be no comprehension obviously. Then it doesn't really matter to us, we're not going to comprehend Him. Of course we're not going to comprehend if we're not going to see. So this proves we are going to see. 
We're going to see Allah, but we're not going to be able to comprehend what we see. We're not going to be able to comprehend the sight of Allah. So, if somebody now says to you, لا تدركه الأبصار دليل This is an evidence that you cannot see Allah. What are you going to tell him? Somebody? So, this ayah proves that you'll be able to see Allah, but you won't be able to comprehend Him. How does it prove that? Because comprehension is only really an issue if in the first place there is vision and sight. If that isn't there in the first place, then the issue of comprehension doesn't even arise. So the fact that Allah has mentioned comprehension is a clear indicator of the prerequisite being in place. That you will be seeing Allah. It's, a, it's an evidence that you can see Allah. Remember the Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah what he said. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, if the people of innovation, they use dalilun sahihun ala bid'atihim, then use the same dalil tarud ala bid'atihim. So now they say, la tudriku al-absar. This is dalil, you cannot see Allah. Use the same ayah and tell them no. Comprehension means as a prerequisite, there is sight. Therefore this ayah is a proof, we will see Allah. Use the same ayah to refute them. So, they have used, لَن تَرَانِي But it's not evidence for them. لَا تُدْرِكُهُ الْأَبْصَارِ But it's not evidence for them. So, there's another point too in fact. There's another point too. لَن تَرَانِي Musa alayhi salam when he said, رَبِّ أَرِنِي أَنظُرْ إِلَيْكَ Oh my Lord, show me so I can see you. يَقُولْ إِبْنَ بِالْعِزَّ الْحَنَفِي لَا يُظَنُ بِكَلِيمِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ الْكَرِيمِ وَأَعْلَمِ النَّاسِ بِرَبِّهِ فِي وَقْتِهِ Musa alayhi salam أَنْ يَسْأَلَ مَا لَا يَجُوزُ عَلَيْهِ بَلْ هُوَ عِنْدَهُمْ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ الْمُحَالِ Musa alayhi salam when he asked Allah to be able to see Allah would Musa alayhi salam have asked for something which he knew was impossible and not, not allowed for the humans can't see Allah if he knew that was impossible would he have asked for something which he knew was impossible no the most knowledgeable the messenger, the chosen one of Allah of the time. So when he asked for Allah, then there must have been knowledge that you can't see Allah. But it was then explained, not in this world, in the hereafter. So all of these are evidences showing you can see Allah, you will see Allah. Not that they are evidences for the people of innovation now. Also, in that ayah regarding Musa alayhi salam, what actually happens afterwards? Ah. Uh-huh. So, it mentions in the ayat that Allah says, look at the mountain. If the mountain stays in its place, then you'll be able to see. But then, فَلَمَّا تَجَلَّ رَبُّهُ لِلْجَبَلِ جَعَلَهُ دَكَّةً The mountain crumbled upon the site. The mountain crumbled upon the site. فَإِذَا جَازَ أَنْ يَتَجَلَّى لِلْجَبَلْ الَّذِي هُوَ جَمَادٌ لَا ثَوَابَ لَهُ وَلَا عِقَابٌ 
فكيف يمتنع أن يتجلى لرسوله وأوليائه في دار كرامته So now the mountain was given the sight of Allah. Yes? And the mountain crumbled at the sight of Allah. The mountain is an inanimate object. Neither reward nor sin, nothing. Inanimate object, the mountain. If the mountain is allowed the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an inanimate object, jamaat, then how could it be that the believers, the righteous servants of Allah, worshipping Him, will not be allowed the sight of Allah? If the mountain, the inanimate rock and object, no reward, no punishment, nothing, it's given the sight of Allah, then how will the believers, the righteous servants of Allah, not be given the sight of Allah? So Ibn Abi Is says, that's another evidence. The fact that the mountain was given the sight of Allah, and that's just a mountain. Then surely the righteous servants and believers of Allah who've been worshipping Him, People of paradise will be given the sight of Allah too. Also, there are several evidences mentioned here. The fact, what is one of the reasonings why we cannot see Allah now? Because we are not capable of doing so. How do we know? When the mountain was given the sight of Allah, the mountain crumbled. What therefore of us, if we were to see Allah now? He says, وَلَكِنْ إِنْظُرْ إِلَى الْجَبَلِ فَإِنْ إِسْتَقَرَّ مَكَانَهُ فَسَوْفَ تَرَانِي فَأَعْلَمَهُ أَنَّ الْجَبَلِ مَعَ قُوَّتِهِ وَصَلَابَتِهِ لَا يَثْبُتْ لِلْتَّجَلِّ فِي هَذِهِ الدَّعْ فَكَيْفَ بِالْبَشَرَ الَّذِي خُلِقَ مِنْ ضَعْ the mountain with its power and strength could not take it, it crumbled. So if we were to see Allah in this world, we'd be finished. We wouldn't be able to take it if the mountain couldn't even take it. But then in the hereafter, as the scholars say, Allah will give the, the believers a strength in of themselves different to the strength of this world. That you will be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَمَّا الْأَحَادِيثِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَأَصْحَابِهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ أَدَّالَ عَلَى الرُّؤْيَةِ فَمُتَوَاتِرَةِ رَوَاهَ أَصْحَابُ الصِّحَاحِ وَالْمَسَانِيدِ وَالسُّنَنِ The narrations from the Sahaba, from the companions, indicating the fact that we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Mutawatir, meaning that there are multiple narrations, multiple chains, there are there are multiple narrations. Many Sahaba narrated it, many ahadith exist in various books of hadith informing us of seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Minha from amongst them, hadith Abi Hurairata radiallahu an Anna Nasan Kalu Ya Rasulallah. هَلْ نَرَى رَبَّنَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That Abu Huraira mentions some people they said, O Messenger of Allah, will we see our Lord on the Day of Judgment? فَقَالَ فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ And the Prophet said to them, Hadith is in Bukhari, a Muslim this one. Prophet said to them, 
هل تضارون في رؤية القمر ليلة البدر Do you have any difficulty in seeing the moon when it's a full moon in the middle of the month when it's a full moon Do you have any difficulty seeing that is there any crowding is there any blockage is there could be a million people stood together on a field all they have to do is look up every single one of them will see that moon so there is no difficulty in seeing the moon on a full night the prophet has said to them so can you see the moon is there any difficulty on a full night qalu la ya rasulullah they said of course not o messenger of allah of course not o messenger of allah qal then the prophet has said to them hal tudaruna fi ash-shamsi laysa dunaha sahab do you have any issue or, or any obstacle or, or anything preventing you any difficulty in seeing the sun on a clear day when there's no clouds qalu La. They said no. That's clear when the sun is there on a clear day. Everybody can see it. قال, and then the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِنَّكُمْ تَرَوْنَهُ كَذَلِكَ That you will see Allah just like that. Meaning, the ease, how easy it is to see the moon on a full moon night, and to see the sun in the middle of the sky on a clear day, How easy that is. Imagine even if there was a million people on on a big field. All squashing and crowding. But to see the sun, even if a million people squashing and crowding, million of them, all they have to do is put their head up, every single one will see the sun right there. So, this is the example the Prophet ﷺ gave them. Just as you can see the sun and the moon so easily, on that day of judgment, not just a million people, billions and billions, everybody resurrected. There will be so many. And yet, there won't be crowding, there won't be any obstacle. With ease, the Prophet ﷺ says to them, they will all see their Lord. In another narration, Hadith Jarir ibn Abdullah al-Bajali, قال, كُنَّ جُلُوسًا مَعَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَنَظَرَ إِلَى الْقَمَرِ لَيْلَةً إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ عِيَانًا كَمَا تَرَوْنَ هَذَا لَا تُضَامُّونَ فِي رُؤْيَتِهِ In Al-Bukhariya Muslim as well, uh, Jarir ibn Abdullah says, we were sitting with the Prophet ﷺ, and he looked to the moon on the night of the 14th, which is the full moon night. Looked at the moon, it was a full moon night. And he said to them, Indeed, you will see your Lord with your eyes. Just as you see this, the full moon, without any pushing or shoving or anything, you'll see the moon like this, how you see it now, without any difficulty pushing, shoving. On that day, you will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with ease as well. It doesn't mean, do not think that this means a comparison between the sun and the moon and Allah, it's not talking about that you're going to see Allah looking like or similar to the sun and the moon. No, that's not the meaning. The meaning is how easy you can see the sun, how easy you can see the moon, then that easily you'll be able to see Allah. It's comparing the ease of seeing, not the actual object, that's irrelevant. So, you have those narrations, and there are others to come as well. But we'll carry on with the rest of them from the next session. The topic carries on yet. Uh, we'll carry on with the remainder in regards to seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
from the next section, insha'Allah ta'ala. So, any questions up to there then? There are so many things which are linked in aqidah. The more we go through the book, you'll start to see more things. Sometimes they may have a certain aqidah with a different point, but then that point is connected to this point, so then if that's distorted, then this ends up being distorted too. And often, Ahlul Bida', like the scholars, they say, they decide what the true aqidah should be, inverted commas, in their intellects, not from the texts. They decide it can't be that we can see Allah. How are we going to see Allah? That's what they decide in their head. That can't be right. So then all of the evidences that are saying you are going to see Allah, they then have to misinterpret them and distort them because their minds can't work out how are we going to see Allah. How can we see Allah? Their minds can't work it out. Intellectually, they say, no, no, that can't be possible. They've decided intellectually it's not possible. So now they've got the problem of all the narration saying it is and it will happen, but they've intellectually decided it can't be. So the only thing left to do is for them to get all of those narrations and distort them. So all of these evidences, they'll distort them into this, into that, into misinterpretations, so they can stick with their, what they've decided on intellectually. There's no way we can see Allah. Don't also use Khabar al-Ahad as well to reject the narration as well, says so it's not really, uh... Well, that's, that's for lots of points of aqidah, khawarij and others. But that's, that's refuted anyway, when they say certain narrations. But this one doesn't come into that. This one is mutawatir anyway. This one is mutawatir anyway, multiple narrations. Sometimes you may only have one narration or two narrations or three narrations. So the people of innovation say that's not enough. Only one or two hadith, that's all you got. We can't take that. We can't be sure. Give us 10, 20, 30 hadith, then we can be sure. But in this instance, that doesn't even apply. Because this one is 10, 20, 30, 40. This one is mutawatir. So many narrations. Hmm. مسلمين مسلمين بس يعني ما يأخذون بهذه الأحاديث لا ما قلنا هذا the people of innovation the حديث about هذه الأمة ستفترق على ثلاثة وسبعين فرقة كلها في النار إلا واحدة هذه الفرق all these groups are they in the hellfire كفار or are they still Muslims but أهل البدع Muslims but أهل البدع we're not saying that these other groups are all كفار Kufar, it may be certain points of aqidah like the other one, Khalqul Qur'an. When they used to say, Al-Qur'anu Makhluq, some of the Salaf, they said, this is Kufar Billah. This is Kufar, some of them said. Because uh, the Qur'an is the attribute Sifatullah. كيف تقول أن Sifat Allah Makhluqa? So, sometimes, some issues, the Salaf may say, this is Bid'a Mukaffira. But sometimes, other ones, it's not Bid'a Mukaffira. This one not necessarily, because they have ta'wil. They make ta'wil, a misinterpretation, a misunderstanding. So you can't declare them kuffar just like that. If somebody comes and says, my aqidah is, you cannot see Allah. He's rejecting the ayat, isn't he? 
But it's because of misinterpretations, misunderstandings. So you can't instantly just say that's a rejection of the Qur'an kafir. You can't do that. And we studied that before in Nawaqad al-Islam already too. Alright, we'll leave it there then. Carry on next week inshallah 7pm. Uh, with the next top, uh, carrying on with the rest of this topic regarding the uh, seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.